This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Look, I haven't heard yours. Yeah. Have you heard mine? No, I haven't heard mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, I do listen to the station throughout the course of the day, and, uh, you know, different ones pop up for different shows. Well, and I wanted to come in today, and first off, and again, if you weren't with us at 9 o'clock when we first put this out there, maybe you already know. I don't know how much you talked about it last week, but I wanted to come in and just focus on the congratulations of one Dan Dibley, who is now a married man and a lovely supper. Thank you. I'm told everything went, uh, went off without a hitch. It did. Except for you got hitched. And um, I didn't get to watch USA England because well, I got hitched at 11 o'clock on Friday. It's so funny because I wanted to come in and give you a pass for that one. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I always, and I know this is such a sports radio person thing to say, but but human beings, listen to me and listen to me closely. Okay. When you're planning your event, just go find a sports person before you book it, before you give that credit card out. Just go find a sports person if you're not one and go, am I good here? Totally. Or did I just plan a wedding during the Super Bowl? Like, just ask somebody. You better ask somebody. Am I good here? And I thought that you had planned the wedding prior to USA, England, and the World Cup, but it turns out that that's not the case. Correct, yeah. And this was one of those uh, times where... You know, you're going to lose. I will lose the battle. So, I mean, at that point, what do you do? Because, you know, it was a situation where Thanksgiving and then the day after Thanksgiving, families are still around. My son was back from UCSB. Right. Shout out Keon. He's on a flight back to Santa Barbara right now. I obviously wanted my children to be there. My family was free. Her family was free. The date made sense, but... You know, and she's saying, oh, we'll do it at brunch. How's 11 o'clock? I said, how's no? Can we do it at like, oh, I don't know, one? Oh, gosh. And then I, it's I, not a brunch anymore. So. I always, I, when I look at if you end up with a wedding at a bad spot, all I want to do is I want to know when did you plan the wedding and was there a way to predict this? The one that always sticks out in my head, I felt so bad for my friends who live in San Diego. You plan a wedding a year out. Right. The, the damn Padres went and made the World Series. Oh, I God. mean, who the hell? And I was like, I give you a pass, brother. Like, there was no way right. you could have known the whole party was like, did he say I do yet? Did they kiss? Okay, bye. We out. And then just go, I mean, like, <laughs> ran to the foray out to yeah. the lobby where the TV is. Because we're in San Diego and the Padres are in the damn World Series. They didn't miss much. Yeah, the other one is weather factors. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my buddy Ned got married back in, like, the mid-90s. And it, it was a beautiful day, beautiful venue, beautiful bride, everything. Yeah. 101 degrees. Oh, gosh. And it was one of those outdoor weddings, and it's like... I'm sorry, bro, but 
No one's going to dance. No one's going to do anything but sit in the corner. Just trying to breathe. Out there. <laughs> that was my wedding, Dibs. Hottest day in recorded history in Carmel Valley, California. 108 degrees. Oh, no. It was brutal. Carmel Valley? Carmel Valley. People what? are not going to forget it. I'll tell you that. They will not forget it. See? I'd just be like, all those suits y'all were going to wear, just come on, flip-flops, let's go. My buddy yeah. Cameron, my old neighbor who's now in the Detroit Lions coaching staff, Whoop. same thing, got married out in Disco Bay, Discovery Bay, and it was uh, it had to be like 99. And it was the same weekend. Well, see, that's out of your control. Same weekend as the tourney that I go to with Steiny each and every year. And so at the time, I'm like, this is my neighbor. He's like a second, third son to me. I, I can't miss his wedding. got to do it. But, dude, it's the weekend of the tourney. No, that's a, and I show up, and it is sweltering. Yeah, you got to. It, it, it's all about predictability. If it was predictable, then it's your fault, and you get what you get. If not, I'm going to be here for it. And, 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 and we're going to power through whatever we need to do. DVRs, whatever's right. necessary, we'll, uh, we'll do that. So, this was anyway. predictable, and this was one of those times where I was going to take the L, and thankfully it was a nil-nil game. So I didn't miss a classic. I didn't. This was not USA and uh, I can't remember. Not Algeria. Ga- Ghana. Wasn't it Ghana? It was a game that they won oh, no, in, in was, extra time. I think it was Algeria. The Landon Donovan goal. Exactly. Yeah, I remember the one you're talking yeah. about. So this wasn't that, fortunately. This was a nil-nil. It wasn't a stinker, but I didn't miss a ton. I want to warn you about this tomorrow, and then we got to let you hear what Sean Payton just said about the 49er defense. We'll okay. do that in a second. But uh, i got to warn you this uh, about tomorrow with USA and Iran. When when you've got matches like that, yeah. where like a, a trip to the knockout stage is on the line, I don't know what it is. As a fan, when your team scores, I run. There's something about soccer. When my team scores, you run. I run. I don't do that when the Giants hit a homer. Shut up, flock of I don't do it when George Kittle catches a touchdown. I do not do it when Steph Curry hits a three. But in the World You'd Cup, you tired. When, exactly. <laughs> when the U.S. men's national team scores a goal, I run. Not I ran. I run. And so. Tomorrow, I don't know what's going to happen if we score. And by the way, I believe that we will win. I love it. So we, you're like so many other Americans. We we it up. We. So you're not French. I'm an American. But it's we. Yeah. And I love it. And if they lose, well, that's then it the immediately chant. becomes they again. But that's the chant, right? It's not, right. I believe that they will win. I believe that they will win. It's, I believe that we will win. And so when we score tomorrow, I, I just would like you to be ready with some comments. Yeah. Because I run. I don't know why, but I do it. I'm just, whoa, I'm going to go down the hall. I want you to be aware of this. Uh, as the resident soccer, soccer guy fan. on the show, I'll be watching the game. You'll be doing the show. <laughs> and again, I'll be, I'll be hitting you with one of these. Are you telling me that I'm going to have to do long-winded answers tomorrow? You're going to have to go long for I'm me. not good with that. It's a stretch. I am not good with that. <laughs> That's steal. very difficult don't for me. Are you going to ask me to talk for a long period of time without taking a break? You put me out of my comfort zone now, Dibs. You know me. I just like to ping pong it right back to you as quickly as possible. As quick as possible. Thank you. Maybe you could book. Uh, maybe you could book Alex Pavlovich, and you guys could break down the Giants' uh, right. hot stove so That's far. Right. That's right. All right. Uh, so check it out. I thought this was an interesting question. This is from Colin Cowherd's show this morning. Sean Payton, who by the way appeared to be like an eighty-five-year-old in Florida. He's like <laughs> he's on Cowherd's show. He's got like a a soccer jacket on, and he's sitting in this sort of the same position that you all sat in right after you were done eating. 
on Thursday. You know that position oh. where you're just like the couch sort of becomes you? Right. Like you're just like, what? Like it just fell back. And he's sitting on Cowherd show on the couch looking like that. Like life's over. Uh, you know, although he's only, how old is Peyton? What is he? 55, Did, I right? guess. Yeah, he's right around. So anyway, he's got plenty of time left, but he's sitting over there like life's over. 58. 58 yeah. years okay. old. Yeah. All right. And then oh, boy. the questions co- go through all the different NFL questions. And here comes the question, hey, the 49er defense hasn't given up a second half point, you know, since uh, the Trump administration. Uh, what makes them so difficult to score on? And here is Sean Payton's answer. Man, you feel that team when you watch them. I mean, you you see it. It's coaching. It's also the players. And I know it wasn't aesthetically pleasing, maybe for a lot of people relative to the 49ers, but I would argue defensively. It's brilliant. Their confidence yesterday, like, they were talking about a shutout. Like, that was very much on their mind. Mind you, the first shutout the Saints have had since... 21 years ago. Since, I don't know when, 2001. They've never been shut out. And so I know that they've got to clean some things up offensively. The hardest thing as a head coach when you go in there, you're Kyle. You're the play caller. You're in charge of moving the ball and scoring touchdowns. You have to be able to go into that locker room and celebrate that win, which I'm sure he did, and celebrate the dominance of how they play defensively. That is going to serve you well later. And so it wasn't the perfect game that we wanted to see because the scoring was down. But, man, it's the perfect game if I'm a 49ers fan and I understand that I'm going to have to play this Eagle team to get where I want to go or I'm going to have to play this Cowboy team. I I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC, and I think they can win the Super Bowl. So do I. Okay, so first of all, is there a Vuvuzela going on during this entire conversation? Listen to this thing over. May or may not be a tractor beam. Okay, yeah, seriously. (laughs) Did he get beamed up out through the ceiling when this interview was over? I don't know what was going on there, but what'd you think of what he said, particularly there at the end? I agree with him. Like, we've reached the point in the season where I think we can start to look at, as you put it, styles make fights, matchups. The Super Bowl entrant from the NFC, in my opinion, is going to be one of four teams. It is either going to be the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Vikings, or the 49ers. And I give the 49ers either, I'm not going to put them at one, Philadelphia gets that nod for the moment, but they're 1A or they're 2. Yeah, exactly. In, in, my, in my opinion. One minus or two plus, however you want to put it. I agree with you. And, you know, Dallas is great. Dallas can be a similar team to the 49ers as far as the the matchup, the great defense, and all the rest of it. But if you think about the way that this could potentially play out, the Niners, if they're the three seed, you get a home game in that in that first round in the, the wild card round. And then if Minnesota were to win, you go to Minnesota. That doesn't scare you. Philadelphia would be the one seed. They would get the bye. And then if Philadelphia won its playoff game, you'd go to Philadelphia and 60 minutes with that defense, the defense that travels, your run game is legit. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I know I disparage him at times. <laughs> if he can play mistake-free, keep you in at football, I like this team's chances to go on the road and win. They've done that in recent past. They've gone on the road and won playoff games in this fashion. So I like this team's chances with that defense healthy. I mean, I know we're getting maybe a little bit ahead of ourselves. But it very much appears, after what has taken place the last three weeks, the 49ers winning all three times, the Seahawks losing twice in a row, 
And now the 49ers have not just a game lead, but a game in hand against the Seahawks as well. Like, don't underrate that part of the 49ers season so far. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about, much about this because I was out last week after the Mexico win. Like, the 49ers are 4-0 in the division. 4-0. and yeah. They've only got two games left. Okay? One more Cardinals. And, uh, and that's going to be at Levi's. And they've got the Thursday nighter in Seattle in three weeks. And, 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 you know, at least based on yesterday, Seattle did not look all that daunting in their own building, giving up a huge burger to Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs in their home building on a rainy day. So I don't think anything scares the 49ers right now. And it very much looks like the 49ers in week one of the playoffs, Levi Stadium, lights will be on. And the 49ers will either be hosting Seattle, Washington, or the New York Giants. That's the way it looks like it's standing right now. I don't think that scares anybody at all. No, and if you talk about point spread, you would be favored over all three, and you would probably be a touchdown favorite over all three. Seattle, Washington, or New York. Dallas would be the five seed, and they would be on the road at Tampa Bay, which would be... Bet the under, my friends. Oh, my gosh. That over-under is probably going to be 33 and a hook. Go ahead and bet the under in that one. And the path to win the division is yours, 49ers. As long as you, if you beat Arizona, let's say you split with Tampa and Miami, which Miami is going to be tough. You lose to Miami. You beat Tampa. You beat Arizona when that game comes up at the end of the year. As long as you take care of Seattle, Mark, and even if you lose to Seattle, let's say you end the year with the exact same record as the Seattle Seahawks, you split the head-to-head. The next tiebreaker is division record. So even if you lose to Seattle, let's say you wind up the year and the 49ers over there, what, they have six games left. Yep. You wind up 10-7. and seven. Seattle is able to get four of their last six that they win. They're 10-7. and seven. Niners beat Arizona but lose to Seattle. Niners will be 5-1 and one in the division, and unless in Seattle, unless they run the table on those other divisional games, you're going to have a better division record than Seattle. Well, You'd win the tiebreaker. Now, Seattle, is, their only division loss is the one to the 49ers so far. They've swept the Cardinals and have not played the Rams yet. They played the right. Rams this week. So, very big game if the Rams could somehow win, but they Man. are so hobbled. They're such a mess. But, look, I remember two weeks ago, we were talking about the Seattle Seahawks and going, man, you look at their schedule, they might be 9-4 and four when the 49ers get to Seattle. They haven't won since. They haven't won since. Because the four games they're playing before getting to the 49ers were the Bucks winnable in Germany. They lost it. And then home to the Raiders. I thought for sure they'd win it. They didn't. Now they go on the road to SoFi and play the Rams this week. And then they host Carolina the week after that. And it's a Carolina team that's still not any good. But they, they, they've gotten competitive lately. Their defense is playing well. So Seattle, some warts have shown up lately. This idea that they're going to go neck and neck with the 49ers the rest of the way, it doesn't look like it. They still need to go on the road to Kansas City. They've got a game against the Jets later on this year. That's going to be very difficult. Uh, Seattle is starting to look like the version of themselves that uh, not as bad as we expected. They're clearly better than yeah, we thought yeah. they but they're starting to look like a lesser version of, of what was happening about three or four weeks ago. And the next tiebreaker, by the way, Mark, and I agree with you, if they happen to wind up tied with Seattle and they split the head-to-head and the division record is the same, it comes down to how'd you do against common opponents. Seattle beat Denver. The Niners did not. Both lost to Atlanta. 
which is uh, is a curiosity. That, yep. Seattle lost to New Orleans. Lost Niners, to the of course, beat the Saints. Uh, both beat the Chargers, and they lost to Tampa Bay. So that game, Niners Tampa would they, have some tiebreaker. And they lost to the Raiders, who the 49ers will play on New Year's Day. Exactly. So that's where this thing could spin. So even if they wind up tied. Tied in the division, split the head-to-head. When it comes to common opponents, the Tampa game, the Raider game for the Niners, those games have greater import in terms of a possible tiebreaker in the division. But I'm with you, Mark. It doesn't feel like Seattle is a team that is trending toward winning four of its last six. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the bottom line on all of this is the 49ers have set themselves up to be in great position. Do you remember when they were three and four? They had just lost you to the Chiefs. You Mark. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> That's you. I guaranteed it to uh, the um, early afternoon sidekick. What's his name? Um, Steenberg? Uh, Ste- yes, Ste- Steeny. Steeny, I, I remember guaranteeing to him <laughs> when the, the 49ers were... Three and three. There's no way they're going to be three and five going into the bye, and then they lost to the Chiefs. They fall to three and four, and poof, they haven't lost to football. The poofonga, very good. That's a, that's a three. That might even be a four. <laughs> I'll take it. Forty-nine. They've not lost a game since, and so you are now in a dominating position. And I really do believe that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the 49ers in early January, hosting either the Giants, the Commanders, or the Seahawks in week one of the playoffs. I think they win that game and head to Minnesota for week two, and they'll be favorites on the road. That right now is how I see this going. And then that's a, that's a tough game, but I think that the, I would love their chances there. I mean, the way this looks right now, I know there's so much that we've got to get through. NFC Championship I game hope, or bust. I just is hope, what well, you're saying. Yeah, I do say that, but I also I hope that we get to see Philly and the 49ers. I hope both of them are going to have to hold up their end of the bargain. Right. But Dallas is good. Minnesota's good. Philly and the 49ers, to me, are a step above both of them. See, I don't think Seattle's a playoff team, and I think that they're showing their true colors. Well, they, they, they have, uh, someone's got to be the seventh seed, though. I think it's the Commanders. Well, but actually, well, no. The 49ers will probably get the sixth seed. Minnesota's going to get the seventh seed, and the sixth seed is going to be oh, either— you play the— Yes, se- yeah, the Giants, yeah, yeah, yeah. Commanders, and Seahawks are the three teams going for the sixth and the seventh seed. Yes. I think that's the way and that's going to play. I think the Giants and the Commanders are going to be the teams that ultimately hold those spots down. And if you look at it, Seattle's really the only other team that can rightfully say we're in it. I know Atlanta at 5 and 7. I mean, if you if you run the table, you wind up at at 10 and 7, which 10 and 7 probably gets it done, but I don't think that Atlanta can win its final 5 games. Yep. I think it does come down to New York, Washington, and Seattle, two of the three get in. But I, I don't like Seattle's chances the way no. they're playing. They're, they're in great shape um, if Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy. Let's talk about that for just a second. First off, here's Jimmy on the hit to his knee. You know, it is football, but uh, you got to be smart. Uh, as players, look out for one another. I mean, there's there's no place for that. But I'm, I'm all right. A little sore, but nothing bad. Yeah, but he went further in terms of, uh, I don't know if I use the word accusation, but his thoughts on the way the Saints defense played yesterday. No, I was staying in the game. Uh, that wasn't the only hit that was questionable like 
like that. I mean, they, throughout the whole game, it was like that. It was a gritty game. Proud of the guys today, just how they, they fought through all the adversity that was thrown at us. I mean, it was all types of adversity, and we just kept going, man. I think that was a that was a good win for us. It didn't ever look like he, look, he didn't stay down long, but the grimace was bad. Oh, boy. And I just shot I, at McDonald's. That was, that was very good. That was, that was a moment for me. He goes down on the ground. You see the grimace on his face. And I and I suddenly thought to myself, gosh, this is a moment of honesty for all 49er fans. How did you feel? How'd you feel? How'd you feel when he was on the ground? There's a bunch of different emotions that could come up. It could be, oh, here we go again. Mr. Can't stay healthy. You could do that. Or there's the obvious one. Oh no, what about our season? But was there anything beyond that? Was there anything beyond that? Because these last four weeks, let's be honest, they have set the whole thing up to change the conversation about Jimmy Garoppolo. There is now suddenly a belief in what this team can do this year that was not there four weeks ago. You all need to acknowledge that and sets it up, obviously, for what's going to at some point be a very, very difficult conversation uh, in the in the offseason as well. You said Super Bowl or bust. I think dangerous game. Like right now, if the 49ers get to the playoffs, win the division, win week one, get to week two, go on the road, beat Minnesota in week two of the playoffs. I mean, you're again talking about another healthy Jimmy Garoppolo season that ends with the 49ers bouncing and moving around in the playoffs. It's going to be very, very difficult to move on from that for a young player with a broken ankle. That's difficult for some. I wonder how difficult it is for the head coach who has tried to move off of him a multitude of times. And I I think if you look at yesterday is a great example of, you know, why did you beat New Orleans in yesterday's ball game? If we wanted to rank the reasons why you won that game, how far down the list do you go until you get to Jimmy Garoppolo played great? Because he didn't play great. He didn't play great, but he... He, he was fine. Yeah, he he's always just fine. The opening drive... It's not always fine. The opening drive where they settled for three, he threw a ball in the end zone that the defender got two hands on. And that ball could have been intercepted. Mm-hmm. It was knocked down, and Robbie Gold had to come on and get you the three. He threw a ball that was intercepted that came back because of a penalty. His only touchdown pass was a ball that was batted high into the air, and it happened to come down into Jawan Jennings' arms. So if you look at the reasons why they won that game yesterday... I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying, Mark. They this completed is what, 26 of his 37 passes. With a total can, air mileage of about 14 yards. No, that's not true, because he threw for 222 yards. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, again... He we threw can, for about 16 yards, and they ran for the rest of the 206. All right, babe. so we'll, we'll get to more of your calls Let's on this. do it. Coming up next, 888-957-9570. It's all sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking. No compromises. Debo, shots fired on Twitter. Charles Ominahu, shots fired on Twitter. We'll get to all that and your calls coming up next on Willard and Dibs. <laughs> That's tremendous. Uh, and you can-
can feel it too. You can feel it, especially you know when the crowd is getting going there a little bit uh, towards the end. And to hold the team to a goose egg in the NFL, that, that ain't easy, especially a couple of the short fields that they had. But we got a hell of a defense, man. I love playing with those guys. There's some dogs out there. It's your boy Guru from Stani and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Back to Willard and Dibs. And you know the old saying on this show, one of my faves. What are you doing? I'm listening. <laughs> what are you doing, Guru? Come on, man. Where'd He's in the get, green room. Yeah, where'd you get that attitude? He was mad at me. You need to bottle that stuff up and sell it for Christmas. Yeah, I had to like do a make good in there. He's mad at you? Mad at me. Why? Well, I go in there. Charles don't mad, mad at you? I usually got a, that's a solid four. <laughs> that might be a five. <laughs> Charles, I'm mad at you. That is a five, actually. I apologize for the four. Oh, no, no worries. He was off last week, and I always go in there about 11 in the green room and, you know, dap up the fellows in there, Steiny, E-Dog, and the rest. So I go to Goo, and I gave the the knucks. Like, hey, Goo. He's like, I don't know if I should dap you up right now. I said, what happened? He said, the streets were talking. They were talking like I was running running material with Guru Gone last week. 49er Frankie, I know you're out there. You snitched on me, 49er Frankie. Uh-oh. Because we had a jock What'd pretty. What'd you say? A couple jock pretty episodes last week, and I might have I might have dis- dissed Guru in his, in his overall winning percentage. You, you did a diss track. Total diss track you on did. the Goo. Well, then you got it. 49er Frankie, no, you sold me out. Don't blame Frankie. You be responsible for your words. If he you snitched me you, out. If you smoke him into a microphone, then you'd be accountable for your actions. Oh, I'm accountable, but I, I didn't need for it to get back to him like right. that, 49er Frankie. Come so, on, you know better. All right, so here goes Charles Omatichu on uh, on Twitter. Lay off. Someone <laughs> thinking they going to run crazy on our defense is funny. Crying, laughing emoji. So um, this is in response to everything that has already come from Miami. And Debo Samuel Raheem, be real with yourself. Double laughing emojis. That one's even more interesting because here's the arc as we build toward the Miami 49er game. You want to know what was so incredibly fascinating about this? This was all happening before the 49ers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. There's even played yesterday. Oh, wow. This is all like, I was like, man, you want to talk about getting caught looking ahead. These two teams are starting to pound each other in the media prior to them even winning their games yesterday. So Raheem Mostert accusing the 49ers of pressuring him to play through injury. Jeff Wilson upset that the organization moved on from him. But I think the one that Debo is responding to, Raheem Mostert says, we actually have a quarterback who can sling it. And then he goes on social last night to say, what a bunch of clickbait. I got nothing but love for Jimmy Garoppolo, who also can throw it, and he's a great player, and all of the things. And Debo's like, come on, man. You're, I'm sorry. You're not going to put one leg on both sides of the fence. You said it. Stand up to it. You actually have plenty of data. Tua's the number one ranked everything this year. So people would actually agree with you, even here in San Francisco. But Raheem's trying to walk it back, and 49ers aren't going to let him do it. Right, and that's where, you know, it's one thing to say, I'm, I'm happy that I have a guy who can sling it, and then to come back and, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's a great quarterback. Well, that's not what you said. And, you know, it's one thing to say, yeah, I went from a guy who can sling it to another guy who can sling it. That's great. I'm a lucky running back. And it's funny what you said about Charles Amenahu and Miami thinking that they're going to be able to run the ball in the Niners because this Niner rush defense, they've allowed the fewest yards, the fewest YPC, yards per carry, and the fewest first downs on the ground at only 19.4% of first downs have been achieved on the ground. They've only allowed 874 yards all year. So that to me is going to be interesting. We know that Tua can sling it. We know they have a great passing offense. I wonder how committed Miami stays to the ground game, knowing that this Niner rush defense is nasty. Oof, Charvarius Ward and Tyreek Hill. <sighs> yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. Here's what Raheem Mostert said. What clickbait. Not once did I dog Jimmy G in my interview. Did I praise our QB1? Hell yeah, I did. But I also threw out compliments to my former QB. But hey, let's leave that part out. And Debo Samuel said, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Exactly. I mean, why why are you saying that this week? Why didn't you say that in week nine? It's, you said it now because you're taking on the 49ers, and this is where it becomes more appropriate. And yes, it's clickbait, but you said it. So, you know, you can't accuse it of being clickbait when you're the one who made the comment. By the way, it's one of my favorite phrases in media today clickbait. How many of us put links out that we don't want you to click? Exactly. That's the whole idea. It's content. They would like you to read it. You said it. Did you say it? You said clickbait. Did you say misquote? I didn't hear you say that you were misquoted. Right. If you speak in an interview, we're going to grab the most interesting quote and put that on the internet. 
That's how it works. And you've been in the NFL for a long time, and you know that. Right. Now, if it's misleading, that's something else. But it, is that the lead story? You damn well better believe it is, Raheem. And you know that. You know that. So, game on. Here we go. They don't get better than this. This game that they're going to play this weekend. And the 49ers... As as a regular season game oh that's outside of conference, by the way. This is a game against a team in the other conference. Right. This should be one of the least meaningful games on the schedule in terms of seeding and playoffs and all the rest of it. But... The block is hot. How how much would I love for Mike McDaniel to be mic'd up in this game, listening to him talk to all his former players as they run all over the field, uh, eight and three versus seven and four, bunch of former 49ers, some of them hot under the collar. Tua versus Jimmy G, Christian McCaffrey now in the fold, massive game coming up this weekend. By the way, Niners are seventh in football in passing defense as it pertains to yards per completion. They're allowing 6.1 yards per attempt, rather. And uh, Miami, 8.5 yards per attempt on the offensive side of the ball. They're the first team in yards per attempt passing the ball. Yards per carry, Miami, uh, not so high. They're, uh, what is it, ranked ninth? Eighth in uh, yeah. in rushing, so high powered offense against nasty, stingy defense. It's gonna be a fun one on Sunday. 49ers, three and a half point it. favorites over under set at forty six and a half, which tells me uh, they believe in the 49ers more than they believe in the Dolphins. Because you score thirty something points four weeks in a row, and then your over under is only forty six the following week. I, I think, and this is usually the case in the NFL, when a great offense and a great defense come together, usually the defense does the job. Didn't happen four weeks ago when the Chiefs came to town. Right. But it does feel like this maybe is a, a different group with uh, with a different pitch. This It'll be interesting around. to see what this number does as the week goes on. Yeah. You said three and a half, right? Three and a half is the 49ers. And 46 favorite. and a half. So basically they're telling you uh, 25 to 22 is the approximate final score, which would be a defensive-leaning kind of ball game based on, you know, the way these two teams have played. What's up next on the game is brought to you by MB Jesse Painting. Are you a commercial property owner or manager working on 2022 painting plans? MB Jesse Painting offers full ray paints, maintenance painting, carpentry, wood uh, rot repairs. Why wait? Call 855 MB Jesse today or online at mbjesse.com. Your call's next. Plus, Spadone, you're going to need the uh, game show music. You're going to need the game show music because uh, you might be interested to find out who the highest graded offensive 49er was yesterday. Oh. That is around the corner on Willard and Dibs. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Uh-oh. What happened? I got the most mom text ever. From your mom? Yeah, yes, from my mom. Okay, yeah. well, shout out Ellen. I don't want oh, any mom texts from people who aren't my mom. Hi, Mark. Yeah. Did, you, did you wash behind your ears this morning? <laughs> myself a four for your Ellen one. I love the young That's people. Right. What is going on up there? Your show doesn't seem to be on the air. Oh, At God. least I can't get it. Uh, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's okay, Mom. Mom, Mom we are gone. <laughs> Do I need to come over there and reboot your computer? 
I need to come over and review, review right? She have an Odyssey app issues? Mom, mom, did did you plug it in? Is it is the VCR plugged in, Mom? Totally, Mom. You, you plug it in. You realize you're outside you're of the listening area, Mom. So if you're <laughs> dialed up to ninety five point seven and you're in Southern California, yeah. I don't know if our signal's quite that strong. It's like I opened up my phone, I hit nine five seven on the little number pad, and nothing's <laughs> happening. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know why she where she's. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to listen. But anyway, yeah, Mark, Mom. Did Dibs get fired again? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, actually, his name is now first on the show, Mom. Okay. Yeah, breaking news. Okay. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, uh, I promised it. Uh, I know how you love the PFF. Oh, gosh, I know how you love to PFF. I do like the PFF. Yeah. I don't understand the people who hate on the PFF. It's just a different it's way of looking at the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, in an offensive day where only 13 points were scored, and I think you mentioned earlier, like, how far would you have to get down the list before you get to Jimmy in terms of reasons why they won? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, defense is number one, and then defense. Defense is number two, and defense is number three, and yeah. Hufanga's number four, and right. But on the offensive side of the ball, um, and I know he got away with a few, but a quarterback not turning the ball over to me is always incredibly important. Actually, a whole team of not turning the ball over, especially when the Saints did a couple times, that's a, a, a winning formula. So, what do you think? Game show music, please. Just the bell. The top-rated offensive 49ers versus the Saints. How many of the top five can you name? Man, top five 49ers. Uh, I'm going to go off the board to start. Yep. And, uh, say Jawan Jennings is a top five. Number three. Okay, yeah, he had a great game. Yep. Great game. Clutch Jawan Jennings. I will give you a clue. One clue. These are hard. Okay. These yeah. are hard. Well, I wasn't going to say Jimmy Garoppolo, so right. I don't. I, I can't imagine that. I thought the O line was okay. Trent Williams is always a safe bet. I'll go with Big Trent. And number two. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's solid. Trent was really solid. Uh, how about Aaron Banks, offensive lineman? He had a good game. <laughs> Lowest graded player on the entire offense. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you count for two yeah. strikes? Three, actually. You're yeah. out. Yeah. That's it. You're out. You just named the one person that has an automatic loss. Uh, no. You want to one more shot at who was the highest rated offensive player yesterday for the Orange Gennel. Is it so, George Kittle? Third from the bottom, actually. Oh, God, I'm nice. Third cold. from the bottom of George PFF. Kittle, the number one rated 49er on the offensive Mike side McGlinchey? was. Mike McGlinchey was number six. I'm out. Number six. Number six. I'm out. Uh, number one, Jordan Mason. Wow. Jordan okay. Mason. Now, how many snaps did only he play? Nine, only nine snaps. Wow. Okay. Only nine okay, snaps. PFF, you got me there. So, if we pull that Please. aside, because it was Thank only nine you. snaps. Daddy hates it. The other top five, Trent Williams, Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray, McLeod, Dan Brunskill, and then Mike McGlinchey and uh, honors for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, those were the top seven 49ers. Ray Ray McLeod, uh, seven snaps. Uh, yep. I thought we were talking about qualifying players. Players yeah, who they're actually... They're all qualified. They're on the field in uniforms. They played football. And by the way, Ray Ray McLeod with a rescue operation on that Jimmy G throw. Yeah, he did some good stuff out he there. He climbed the ladder on an overthrow. Thank you. So, oh, but that goes down as a Jimmy G completion. Sure did. Winning, yeah. winning football, Dibs. 
So Ray Ray played seven snaps, and Jordan Mason played nine, nine snaps. snaps. And was Ross Dwelly on no, that list? I do not say. I only have the top grades and then the lowest grades. Okay. I don't have the mids. He must have been, because he played where, six snaps. Which is where Jimmy landed also. Usually in the in mids. In the mids. Why don't yeah. you just Cause Jimmy is, in the middle? He's mid. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, that's that's the way that's the way they would say it uh, on campus in high school today. Yeah, yeah. he's mid. He, he usually he is. is the mid. He is. No, not the mid. He's just mid. Oh, he's just he's mid. Mid. Yeah. Look at how hip you are. I'm so hip. And that's I no am, cap. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that as well. By the time I learned what no cap was, it was no longer something he said. I'm usually about you know two me. or three expressions behind. I never go no cap. Look at me. Always. Anyway. A fresh off a haircut, you will. Uh, Which you probably do for true. a cut here in the next week yeah, or two. No, I just did it right before Thanksgiving. And I actually put an Instagram picture up from Thanksgiving where I went ice skating, by the way, for the last time in my life ever. Holy hell. I what hurts the most? No, I, not much. It's just like, it's just too terrifying. I Like, there's a risk-reward game being played while I'm out there. I could get off, I can get off the wall. I can get off the wall. Dance. I'm not, but I'm, but I'm not Don't great. The wall. I'm not a feet athlete. I'm a hands athlete, right? Uh, yeah. I can shoot the basketball. I can play a little golf. Good golf. Don't put a skateboard underneath me. Uh -huh. Bad stuff's going to happen. I don't want to do that. So here we go, ice skating. I'm not a skier. Here we go, ice skating. I'm fine. I can get off the wall, but I'm looking at adults fall and get carried off the ice. Their hands are all ripped up. Their knees hurt. I'm like, if I, I'm going to fall, and that's not going to go well for I me. I my back. Right, so why would I do this? Spinal. I'm going to concuss myself. I'm going to hit the Did back of Did you go of my helmet? Head. No. No. You got to go helmet. Nah, I just stayed on the wall. <laughs> you literally stayed on the wall. Close enough. I need something to grab when it starts to go south, Dibs. Yeah. I'm not falling on the damn ice. You, you got jeans on, I'm sure, right? Pants. I had pants on, yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Just get out there. The problem with me and ice skating, I can skate. Uh, you know, I'm a foot athlete, a hand athlete. I can do it, but... The thing about me is my feet, they hurt so much in those skates. Yeah, they, they don't, they're oh. not, yeah, they're not comfortable. Not, not comfortable, for comfort. No. Anyway, uh, let's go to Eric in the city with Willard and Dibbs. Guru and his uh, friendly little sidekick, Steenie, are coming in here shortly. <laughs> wow, shots uh, fired. Hey, Eric, what are you doing? Uh, just out here building, building. Beautiful, bud. What's going on? Uh, not too much, hey. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I just wanted to comment on, um, you know, Dibs likes to uh, call Jimmy G the dink and dunker guy. But, uh, in fact, he is constantly in the top of the league in yards per attempt. And I believe he is first among active quarterbacks in yards per attempt as we speak. So that's my only comment. Yeah, it's a good comment, but if you want to talk about like actual air yards, the yards that the football travels in the air, he's toward the mid or even toward the bottom. The reason why he's so high on yards per attempt is he gets the ball in the hands of those who can actually do the work. Although that is a skill in and of itself. you got to be very, yeah. very accurate Which over the middle. Which is why, as a right. dink and dunker, he's yeah. so good at he's that. He's very, very good, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, my mom texted again. Apparently things are working now because she just texted, I am going to kill you both. Huh. So, there it goes. That's how it all ended for you and, and me. My LA, mom killed oh, us it's both. It's just a bit. How did Dib's uh, life uh, end? Well, you know, uh, a septuagenarian <laughs> came out and, and snuffed him out. Uh, Rich and Fremont, real quick. Hey, Rich, what are you doing? 
Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I'm actually at work right now, so um, not working very hard though, are you? Uh, actually, I am, brothers. I, oh, well, I got a uh, a backpack sprayer on my bus control on these houses over in uh, San Ramon. Beautiful, not easy. Hey man, keep doing the darn thing. What's up today? Hey, you know they were, the question you asked earlier was whether or not if if. Uh, you know, fans might be worried about the offense. I tell you something. After that game yesterday, I'm not worried at all. You know, I looked at what happened. True, people will say, "Well, you know, they only put up 13 points." Well, guess what? That's all they needed. Because really, at the end of the day, let's keep it real for what it is. It is a game, and the, and the, the purpose of the game is to score points and stop the other team from scoring. The Niners did that. That's why they won. So as far as I'm concerned, am I worried about the offense? No. Yep. Some games are like that. Some games you're going to have games where they only score so many points. And then you have other games where they score 25, 30 points. It just depends on who you're playing. And no two games are the same. Thanks, Rich, guys. Yeah, thank you. You're absolutely right. They didn't just win. They covered. They covered. There's nothing wrong with this game whatsoever. Here's how I sort of judge a game. And let's get uh, the the Guru show is coming up next. Let's get Guru um, and his sidekick Steiny in here for just a sec. But the way I judge games, <laughs> the way I judge games is when you're watching from beginning to end, do you feel like it's ever in doubt? I never felt for a second like that game was in doubt yesterday. Hi, guys. How we doing? Hey, hey. What's going on? You Try mind stuff. throwing me the mic cover in back of the control oh, yeah, panel? Right there. Thank there you. You. There you go. You left it here on Friday, huh? You look good, Stanny. Yeah. yeah. Monday you. TV. Look at you. I like your salmon. Guru Thank always, you. always yeah. hits me immediately when I leave. He says, damn, you, you condom. <laughs> that's, you know, a little behind the scenes. Yeah, because I... Mom's is listening, Don't dude. forget. She's yeah. fine. What's her name, Willard? Since I know Tom, what's mom's name? Ellen. 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 Hello, Ellen. Ellen. Is she still Ellen listening? Willard, who, by the way, and it was on an IG story, so I got to repost it, but for those who saw the, uh, the second Tom's 80th birthday surprise over it Thanksgiving awesome. week... Uh, you saw Ellen take a swing at Top Golf, and uh, she got the ball over the edge really of the uh, of the mat. So she uh, yeah, she went for it. That was, it was her only bump and run. That was the only swing of the day, and she made contact. I liked it. And so we're proud of her. Yeah, no doubt. Quietly, Top Golf is a great outing. If you, I don't oh. know if you're being stoney because you do the real golf, but it's awesome. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.